Oh, baby. All right. Well, I went ahead and hit record since we said we're ready to rock and roll here on the Rock Metal Podcast. Beautiful. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Brute Allies. You must say their name that way. They have a new album called Ash and Nails, which was released on November 27th via Wormhole Death. Right now, I'm being joined by the important members of the band. (laughs) <laughs> the guys who make it happen to share some more information about what they've been up to and what they've got going on the true brute allies are joining on the conversation today so boys welcome to the show hello how are you hello. doing easy thanks for having us absolutely great to have you on now something that we were chatting about at the very beginning that i thought was totally cool that you guys wanted to chat about was the track invasion because there's a really unique history to this track and uh with your permission we'll go ahead and put that demo version of the track up on today's show notes so people can can hear it they can see it and then as well they can listen to the album version uh to hear the growth so take us through this what is invasion why is it important what's going on with this track well, Invasion was, I think, yeah, that was the first track that we worked together. And at some point, obviously, we decided that we need to have a video, we need to have a recording just to promote the band. We didn't have the album that time, we didn't record anything else. So we did the demo version of Invasion. Then for the album, we tracked everything. And obviously, there's a different version. But the story is that that day we had a photo session and because the girl who was shooting the the photos for us she she does video as well so so we asked her listen could you just do a quick video for us and we did a demo version for invasion from our practice room it was a nice surprise to uh, suddenly be uh, shooting a video when you're not expecting to but it was good um it was a it was a nice kind of little test for us to see how well we can kind of like gel together because um invasion was the first song that we'd written together as the complete five the um, there's uh, another song on the album Lost Souls which was um, completed with a different vocalist from me um, with lyrics all, already written. So when we kind of came in, Invasion was kind of an important one for us because it was our first example of can we do this together? Do we gel together musically and such? Okay, I mean the funny thing is you're mentioning that it's just like it's just like a, a quick video, but I mean I'm going to be honest with you, there's some bands out there right now that have videos of considerably sillier quality. We'll call it a silly quality <laughs> of video uh, to just try and get something out there and they don't realize that they've just shot themselves in the testicles, never mind the foot. Um, so, I mean, this isn't bad as far as the music video is concerned and your practice space is obviously big enough that she was able to get some angles. Oh, it's a very small trust. It's a very small room. So, yeah, she did a good work with that, but... It wasn't easy to get different angles from that. Okay. We're all just really short. <laughs> That's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, take us through this moment. So basically, you guys knew at that point that Invasion was written, that this was going to be a thing, and uh, she's there for the photo shoot. You're like, man, let's make a music video for this particular song. What happened after that? Um, well... So once are you talking once the video had been kind of produced and we were starting to kind of put it online? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what happened after that? Is this is this the music video that got you guys into Wormhole Death? Did you guys start working uh, more seriously on an album that would be t- 
tailored to the way the invasion came out. I'm just curious about this this genesis this this genesis. Well, I think that it helped us a lot to get our first gigs because you know when you when you're trying to get decent gigs and then you don't have anything to show to people, then it's quite impossible. So that was, I think, main idea to do invasion. So we can start playing. We can just go on stage and do something better than just small pubs. I yeah. would say, yeah. Just kind of, it, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go on, go on. I was then. just going to say, just kind of prove that we're taking it seriously. Um, as, um, I work as a, a sound engineer in um, in Manchester, and so I've been mixing bands and working facing the stage for the last decade. So um, you get to see the bands that can kind of come in and they might not be doing anything particularly groundbreaking, but their, their heart's there, their energy's there, their performance is there, and they they do very, very well. And you get these bands who are technically ticking all the right boxes, and it's it's great music, but maybe the heart's not there, their attitude's not there. There's so many kind of different reasons that you can kind of fall on your ass in that kind of way, and not feel like it's uh, and feel like you're still trying. So yeah, we want to just kind of you know earn some respect, especially when we're kind of coming into quite a saturated scene. Hmm. You bring up a lot of really good points there, James. <laughs> Thank you. Because uh, I actually just finished doing a Power Talk episode with a CEO of a record company, and we were chatting about something similar to that. And one of the things he said was, if you're not serious, don't even consider getting a record contract. And, yeah. it, and it sounds like you're diving into the nuance after 10 years of hard-won experience. You're diving into the nuance of what it means to be serious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like... I've been lucky enough that music has been my full-time career for like a number of years now. So I don't want to lose that position. And that position is earned with respect, building kind of relationships with um, people, venues, bands, your fans, all that kind of stuff there. It's a huge circle of respect and it's something really, really cool to be involved in. So why wouldn't you put your heart into it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that brings up an interesting question. What is it about a band that you're watching live that sounds technically proficient. The songwriting is great. They get Britney Spears is just aiming right at you. You're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. But there's something missing. It's not Britney Spears. I don't know. Like, how does what's what what makes their heart into it? What makes a great performance? Does Britney even have her heart into it? Uh, I don't know if I can talk about Britney. I don't think I've seen uh, much of her live stuff recently <laughs> or at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can you can see it in um, in bands um, when they're playing. It's like how much they're involved in it, just how much they're enjoying it. Because they can be bad at their instruments, and it can still be a great show. Um, and things can go wrong, and it can still be a great show. It's what you kind of you take from it, what you learn from it, um, and you know you keep it fun while still making sure that you're performing for a crowd that has come to see you. You know. Mm-hmm. You are still kind of providing. You're, you're performing a show still, but it's still it still should be fun. It should should still look like you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's the energy that you yeah. feel from the band that's performing. Exactly, stage. it's it's this massive kind of like um, group energy, and you just you are providing that to a room, and especially in um, in the UK. We're quite a static crowd. As a, no, like no, not the British. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 
not in Manchester. Not in no, Manchester. Ma- in Manchester it's um, it's pretty good. Um, fall in the brawl regularly. Um, like people are getting like carried out of there, and bins are being destroyed and that kind of stuff. That's a festival a... that goes on sometimes. Um, if you're not a man, yeah, you're a wank. Know, Isn't there's... that the thing? <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, sorry. If you're not a mank, you're a wank. Isn't that the isn't that the thing? Oh well, I'm not a mank. <laughs> All right, then I guess you're a wank. It's terrible. Ah, I've outed myself there. No, oh, no. I mean, I don't know what it's going to say about um. I mean, Luke, don't tell them you're not from England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sadly, I'm the only mank. Oh yes, so yeah, so, so is all. Yeah, he's the only. Uh, he's our Manchester root. He roots us here. He gives us the right to call ourselves a, a true Manchester band. Beautiful. By one fifth uh, dilution. Cool. Uh, sweet. Okay, so then something else I wanted to chat about then was getting into the production. Did you then do the production, or did you hand that off to somebody else? The person behind the whole production is Ivan Panferov from Anthropside Studios. And oh, I, I would say. Yeah. Huh? Luke Clark is yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and Luke Clark also. And Luke Clark, yeah, who helped us a lot. That, that's our friend from Manchester. Yeah, he did a lot of our local tracking. Um, he recorded all of my vocals and um, kind of... The rest, we, them. Yeah. the rest we sent off to Ivan. And then we sent, sent everything to Ivan. And I worked with Ivan before, me and Hassan, because we're playing in, in different band as well, different project. And he mixed up for us. And it was really, really pleasure to work with him. So so we knew straight away that, that if we're going to do something together again, that we will give it to Ivan. Okay. Very professional, a very nice guy. And amazing sound engineer. Yeah. Did that make James sad at all? That he wasn't the one doing the. <laughs> See, that's the trick. I'm a live engineer, not a studio engineer, so I don't care. <laughs> oh, okay. Beautiful. Although, uh, if, I can, if I'll shout out myself, we did do a, uh, a Lamb of God cover that um, I did do all of the mixing for, which I'm pretty pleased with. <laughs> okay. Now, that's an interesting question. Side tangent. What is the difference then between live engineering and studio engineering? Are you doing some different things with EQ and compression, or what, what happens? I would say a different mentality. Yeah, different, <laughs> mentality. different, different mentality. A different kind of um, you're creating. You're creating a moment in one kind of go. You don't get to rerun it in the studio. Um, if you record something, you go, "Oh, that doesn't sound right." Or there's a buzz there. You can replace the microphones. You can retune the guitar. You can get it kind of sorted. When it's live, you you get it right then, and that's the moment that's preserved. If if a string snaps, you have to adapt. If um, if a mic falls over, you've got to figure it out. You've got to go up there and fix it and get it. Keep it going. Keep the show rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> beautiful. Most of the time, if you don't acknowledge a mistake, the crowd won't notice. Exactly, it's the same thing with my wife. I think. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Now, going back to uh, Invasion, what is this track about, and does this have anything to do with the Dark Army? So lyrically, um, when I joined the band, Lost Souls had already been written. And um, I'm quite, I quite like the idea of keeping things thematic and making sure that there's some kind of congruency between um, any kind of parts of a whole. So Brute Allies, the name already kind of like speaks of, um, well, like a play on words for Brute Allies and um, things like that. And with Lost Souls already written, I could quite easily theme it in around that kind of thing. Uh, interestingly, though, the music came first and then the track titles came and then I wrote the songs based on the track titles. So Luke came up with quite a few of the song titles and I just kind of went, okay, let me hear the, let me hear the track without anything on it, work over it a couple of times. Sometimes we were doing it kind of in, in the practice space 
where I just had my phone out writing some notes and just kind of like bumping some stuff over whilst thinking about a general kind of theming and then kind of refining it once I uh, I got back home. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just kind of keeping the theming around that uh, across the album so that it's uh, a sort of concept piece, I guess. Okay. So then, Luke, were these just working titles or did you have a theme in mind? No, I think it was more that when I wrote the song, it, I was looking for a title that kind of <laughs> says something about the song that is suitable for the song. So while I was writing Invasion, I kind of could see that marching soldiers or even maybe aliens attacking Earth, which is Invasion, basically. It sounds mm-hmm. like Invasion. And then I just gave it to James, and James, listen, that sounds like Invasion because you write something that will be... Yeah, it kind of helps that I was given a little bit of a, a kind of a, a narrower scope for this. Um I think sort of like constraints can uh, breed greater creativity sometimes. And uh, yeah, it just, I've never really, I've been writing like random things um, for like a number of years, just nothing in this kind of style, just random bits and pieces. And uh, when it came to this, it just sort of fell into place quite nicely. Um, Big fan of like, (laughs) would you believe Randy Blythe, Lamb of God, um, and bands like All Shall Perish, um, and Abigates the Haunted, things like that, where I'm predominantly, I was a guitarist before I kind of joined the band. And yeah, just always being a big fan of those kind of style vocals and the phrasing and things like that, and just kind of wanting to make it more than just big growly man yells over metal. So <laughs> kind of thinking more kind of... Oh, okay. Men power and stuff. You know, yeah, you know, just something that makes it that... Um, there's multiple types of musician that can, or music fan that can listen to it and be like, that's cool for that reason. Actually, I'm not sure remember, but when, before James joined the band, me and Hassan, we wanted to get two vocalists to get a contrast between two different voices. Mm-hmm. But then James came and it appeared that he can think in a few different ways. And it's like, yeah, we actually don't need two guys. So less <laughs> people has problems. And, and yeah, okay, he can do everything yeah. now. That's the at the gates. Um, style mixed with the All Shall Perish style. I was just a fan of both of those and kind of going through college and things and me and my friends would try and sing it and it would sound awful but um, I learned that when you're singing, if it hurts you're doing it wrong and I just, that's all I kind of knew. So um, I kept that mentality whilst um, continuing to mess around and practice and it seems that I was doing something right and then I've started using uh, Melissa Cross's uh, vocal warm-up stuff and that's been incredibly helpful for the last year and a bit. Yeah. I think that's the most surprising thing, and I'm sure you hear this as an engineer. I, I do studio stuff. Man, how do we get it to sound like that? Well, when you're standing in front of the fucking microphone, sound like that. <laughs> when you get yourself in the right position. and Well, that's an amazing thing. Being an engineer and recording with another engineer, um, we both went to the same university, so like, we had similar kind of practices and things kind of going there. Um, so this was uh, Luke who recorded all the vocals. Every Don't time, media, Luke. Oh, sorry, yeah, Luke Clark. Um, who uh, did the recording of all the vocals. He also and, recorded uh, some lead guitar as well. Some good- oh, yeah, he did the um, tracking for some of uh, Sonny's uh, DI lines and um, reamping stuff. Um, train of thought. 
Paul Small. Uh, oh yeah, working yeah, working with another engineer whilst being an engineer. There's no ego in the way of me basically kind of say, you know, when you're dealing with somebody who's just like, no, I always think like this. This is how I do it. Let me cut the mic. And you're like, no, you don't understand the science and the way of you not, <laughs> not doing this right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for him to just kind of go, no, do it. That he says, no, do it this way. Work on that. Work on that. And I'll be like, right, I will project it right. And he gets the results out of me, which is why I was uh, so kind of pleased with um, what's come out of him received really um really nice reviews from people mm-hmm. boom okay now dark army we have a music video for dark army you're looking quite dark uh <laughs> i don't know how they did this but there's like flashing lights around you guys some people are red some people are not red there's some darkness a white guitar which is totally unmetal uh, <laughs> uh, you've been called out all of the guitars are all, all of them <laughs> all of them even the drums are white this is this is a nice contrast now <laughs> did you guys shoot this before lockdown or was this done carefully throughout the year we were quite lucky because when we were shooting the video we were inside uh, what one because we could do it technically. Yeah, it was there's One, a there was like a six person limit and then a distance thing if you were like being close and then housing limit. And uh, we kept our distance. Cameramen were wearing the masks. But basically, we were lucky that that when we we planned the date for for the shooting and we were not really sure. Um, well, there was a little thing about the massive grey area about what the rules were because it allowed for a lot of sort of interpretation, which is why people were still going out to bars and pubs and things. And what we're doing, well, we're working for the label to get our production together. Mm-hmm. And still maintaining respectful distancing where we can. There was there was, there was a time that, uh, according to law, we couldn't go to the park and have a beer in the park altogether, but we could go to our practice room and have a rehearsal. Oh, yeah, when you could go to bars, but you couldn't go to people's houses because it made more sense for you to spend your money than uh, be at home not spending it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Just, just for fun, just for poops and, and poops and farts, shits and giggles. Uh, there is a restriction right now that churches, for example, have to be at half capacity. But at the same time, we can't gather in more than ten people. And there are churches yeah. in my city that can seat three thousand people. So what you're yeah. trying to tell me is that if it's a wedding or a funeral, it can't be more than ten people. But if it's service, it can be fifteen hundred people. It's absurd. It, it's not about health. It's not about safety. It's it's about them keeping the money going. And yeah, yeah you know, it's it like there's a bottom line, really. There's there's always a bottom line on these lost souls. Now take us through <laughs> when the dark army's behind it. Uh, there'll be nothing but ash and nails I'll left. Like a goon. <laughs> now. Uh, Lost Souls and Dark Army became the singles for the album, and I, I know you guys wanted to chat about Invasion, and it was a great uh, segue. So, wh- where did Lost Souls and Dark Army come in? Was that a label decision to make those singles and make videos for them? Actually, we, we did one more, Battlefield. So, with, that's another lyric video that is available on YouTube. And the decision was that uh, we decided to do Dark Army and... Uh, Lost Souls, and then uh, Wormhole Death, they wanted to do a video as well, a lyric video, and so we asked them, listen, just choose the song, and they decided to do a lyric video for Battlefield. Okay. And you guys are happy with that. Carlos said, this is the button, and you said, cool. 
yeah, yeah. Battlefield was sort of like um, a, like a secret gem that he kind of came together quite nicely because mm-hmm. um, that was the song that we wrote after Invasion together, and it's yeah, it's kind of like it's it's brutal. It's a little bit poppy somehow. Um, I don't know. It it just seemed to kind of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to describe that. It just kind of came together quite nicely, and it's a one that. Whilst it's not getting the kind of praise of like Dark Army and um, things like that, it's I feel like it's just a very so- solid song to, to have um, made it to the album. Something you mentioned a couple of times here is praise. Are you guys taking that into consideration when you're working on some new material? If you are during this time working on some new material, yes, we've got one new song almost ready, and we're working on another on another two songs. So, yeah, that's the time that you can't really go to the pub, you can't play gigs, so even though that we've just released the first album, we've just started working on another one. I think you slightly missed this question. It's like the reviews people are giving us, are we adjusting how we're writing? Ah, right. Um, I think I think at the moment, like, um, like you'll take critique in, in any way, whether you mean to or not, um, and it's exactly what we're kind of looking for. You know, there's no good getting everybody saying, "Oh, this was amazing, thank you." Just do the next amazing thing, because then you've got a pedestal and no way to know how to go up from it. Um, but like listening to people, and um, like which are their favourite tunes and um, things like that. And um, but I think at the moment we're still just kind of like gelling together in the way that we kind of write. Um, okay. Not to give away too much, but the song that's almost completed is going to be. Well, it's going to be one of my ones. Um, That was something I've been working on a while ago, so it'll be my guitar parts. So it'll be technically another type of uh, writing going going in there. So we might actually have three guitars going at one point during that one. Oh, no, that's terrible. If we can keep them all in tune. Oh, yeah, we keep in tune. (laughs) (laughs) Because something you had mentioned there was, we have this song that's like brutal, but it's popish, but um, it's not getting the same praise as the other tracks. So, I mean, are you guys taking that into the think tank and saying, man, maybe it was too pop, or maybe it was too brutal, or maybe we didn't get the, it wasn't the right amount of peanut butter and jelly in the sandwich. Now there's, I don't know, too much jelly or too much peanut butter. Like, how are, is that a thing in England, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Um, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a thing. I, I feel it's more along the lines of, um, it's not that there's anything wrong with that, um, anything wrong with uh, those songs. It's just that we've been pushing the other ones more. Mm-hmm. Because like mm-hmm. Dark Army has our latest song with the video and everything. Um, maybe there's a bit of overshadowing going on because we, I guess, we've been quite prolific with this album kind of coming out, and then all of a sudden there being not only the album release but also visual versions to go along with almost the whole thing. Yeah, well, what else are you going to do this year? Um, we've got some plans for one more video, um, but we're still kind of like working out the ideas and everything for that, um, and again, kind of working around the situation that's kind of going on. Yeah. Live streams, um, but, anything like that? Not at the moment. Not at the moment, but it, it, it's something we've considered. But we're just trying to, instead of just doing one for the sake of it, we want to try and um, see if there's um, anything that we can kind of like, you know, associate with um, good friends with a number of um, like of the Manchester festivals um, and things like that. Um, ones that have us booked to play um, later on next year or year after when everything's uh, more normal. But um, yeah, they've been doing things like that and kind of collaborating with them could be something, but it's kind of Christmas at the moment, so we're not exactly kind of pushing it super, super hard, especially when the album's just come out and we've put the effort in there. Um, 
But if something kind of comes up that's a, a valuable opportunity, then we're not probably going to turn it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just been doing some some filming, some footage. So, yeah, because uh, it's a unique time. Because normally, uh, you guys would be planning shows, doing some tours. Um, was yeah. the was the album originally scheduled to come out at the end of the year, or was it pushed because of what's been going on? Uh, no, that was pretty much everything according to plan. Yeah, we didn't want to be sitting on it for too long. Okay. Yeah, very cool stuff. Because, I mean, normally, if you guys can get onto the circuit, this time you would be heading over to North America because in Europe the summer is filled with all of the festivals that go on there. And mm. then um, you'd be coming over to North America to some some capacity, I guess, if you could afford it. Uh, but that's obviously not happening, so you guys got to find something else to do. So come out with a Christmas yeah. album. You'll have ugly sweaters. It'll be great. <laughs> that's, what, that's why we're doing more videos now. Like, yeah. We can't play games. We'll let's do another video. Yeah, we'll just do ugly videos instead. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm looking up some information on Manchester right now. Cheshire. Is the Cheshire cat? Is that where from is that where the Cheshire cat is from? Manchester? Oh uh, Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe not far off. I don't know. I don't know the uh <laughs> the locale for that one. <laughs> Beautiful. Cool relation to the cheese. Cheese. Well, I'm I'm sure the people of Manchester know how to make a great cheddar that would rival the people of cheddar, <laughs> and especially the Welsh. Them and their cheddar. Although, is the tea better in Manchester? Is it like a, a Yorkshire tea kind of thing? Uh, I don't know. Everywhere gets everywhere's tea now, so mm. you can be as picky as you want. You don't mm-hmm. have to be. Oh, I'll get me Yorkshire tea only. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Red Rose. That's Canadian tea, baby. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a green tea, man. Green tea! <laughs> Red Rose. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so we chatted about Invasion and the importance of that. We chatted about Dark Army. We chatted about Lost Souls. Briefly, we chatted about Battlefield, um, the album Ash and Nails, what you guys have been up to this year. Uh, we learned a lot about uh, James today. And... <laughs> Uh, we won't say anything about Hassan and Gabby, who scheduled the interview and then proceeded to not show up. Shame on them. Uh, we also chatted about brute allies also being brutalized, which I did not know. And now I'm thinking of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from like 1994 called True Lies for some reason. <laughs> so now I want to go watch that. <laughs> Give me the goddamn page. Uh, cool. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you guys wanted to chat about? In respect to Hassan and Gabby, they had good reasons. So. <laughs> yeah, they, they had good reasons. Unfortunately, they just couldn't attend the interview today. Yeah. They, they send their love. <laughs> good. I've always loved love from Hassan and Gabby. Uh, fantastic. Well, then, if there's not anything else to share, that I just wanted to thank you guys for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, it's been ace. It's, it's been great to be here. Cheers, dude. Thank you very much. 